Good evening. Welcome to the Talk It Out podcast. My name is Neil Bailey Harper, and tonight I want to start a new conversation. It's called From Where I Sit. Teachable Moments? Yeah, right. The music I'm listening to comes from Chris Rea, uh, 1978 album, Whatever Happened to Benny Santini. The song is Fool If You Think It's Over. Um, factual note, the song is written by Chris, and he said he wrote it about his little sister who was going through her first breakup. But that's not why I'm playing it. I'm playing it because it snowed in Washington, D.C. on uh, Wednesday. And which means the whole area just shuts down, okay? There is no... Everything's closed. The government, the federal government, the schools closed, all this stuff. So I had a day off. And where I go, I need to check the weather to see what it's going to be like for the next day. So in the afternoon, I'm checking the weather and I ran into a news report. And I'm like, really? Um, Fox 5, I'm going to call out the station. Fox 5 News in Washington, D.C. did a report on Winston Churchill High School. Um... Apparently in this high school, there's a pass, a laminated, looked like, laminated uh, paper pass, which students are passing around, which gives them permission to say nigger. Okay, but the pass says it gives them permission to use the N-word. No, it gives them permission to say nigger. Okay? Now... We're talking about high school kids. Um, Somehow the school system got a hold of this pass. And now the school and the parents and the parents want to know what's the school going to do about it. And I'm sitting here going, it's not a school thing. Starts in the household. It's a parent thing. But, But that's a side issue. During this whole news report, they, um... Never mentioned the word color They never said Who was using the pass I guess we're to assume That all white kids were using the pass But they never said They never said the word color And they did not mention Any makeup, grade level Anything about the students themselves Just that students were using a pass Which gave them permission to use the n-word And the news The whole report because I recorded it. It's about two, three minutes. And at the end of the report, some parents were saying, well, this presents us with a teachable moment. Give me a fucking break. Okay. How many of us, as a teenager, when we heard, well, here comes a teachable moment, we're running to it. And we're going to learn from it. And we're going to never, ever, 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 ever be the same after that teachable moment. Listen. Who's the teachable moment for? Is it for the parents or is it for the kids? I'm blessed to be the parent of two young men in their 20s. Two things I know from my life experiences. Mine was that the hardest thing I've ever been was a teenager. And secondly, the hardest thing I've ever had to do was to be a parent of a teenager or two teenagers. 
I don't have all the answers But I'm not stuck on the questions Okay Um, Everyone can raise their child And you raise your children The way you raise your children There are some commonalities Hopefully we all feed our children Hopefully we all clean and nourish our children And nurture our children a little bit But there's a lot of things that aren't common And one of the things I'm finding out is that I don't even know how many of us actually talk to our children. But you have to. It's not about it being easy. It's about love. If you love your child, you talk to your child. To hear something like this come out of a high school and they put it on the news and they really think that, okay, well, if the grown-ups get together and have a conversation, then all the kids will be better and we'll be all fine and this will never, ever happen again. It's bullshit. When are we going to seriously just talk about stuff? These are conversations that need to be had and they can't be had one time. And, and the other thing, okay, first, the five stair steps from 1970, a single release called Ooh, Ooh Child. Um, funny thing about this, this is, you know, in the set, I was a child, I was. 11, 12 years old when this song came out. And you're thinking it's a nice song, okay? But again, there's not really a lot of... It kind of represented the time. People weren't... Re- from, from my in my environment. Grown-ups weren't really talking to you about things that you had questions for. That you needed answers to. But they were telling you that it was okay. Everything's going to be fine. Someday, the world will be much brighter kind of like going to church when you're that, that little. They're not going to tell you anything. They're just going to tell you everything's okay. But that's not what you want to hear. And, and everybody thought the five stair steps made a statement. Yeah, guess what happened in 1971? The Jackson Five. Poof, poof, there goes the five stair steps. Um, back to my point. Um... I'm not saying what I'm talking about is something that's easy to do. It's not supposed to be easy. Love is not easy. But love is always like truth. It's the elephant in the room. Truth is always the elephant in the room. Listen, I played for churches for years. And I remember seeing a couple of churches I belonged to wish to have promissory ceremonies for the teenagers. They give you a promissory ring on the promise that you're not going to have sex. You know what? When that shit happened, I would automatically think. I look at every grown-up in the room, a lot of of them who I had knowledge of, and I would say, how many of us did not do something sexual on our own, in our own volition, whether it was with a friend of ours or whether it was with ourselves as teenagers? But we weren't giving that to these kids. We were just telling them to promise that they wouldn't have sex. We didn't promise to have a conversation with them about it. Okay, don't have intercourse. But hey, you might want to masturbate. You might want to jack off. You might. We never had those kind of conversations. We just wanted to get that out the way. Put that on our grown-up checklist. We did that. Got away for that. No, we can't do it like that. Um, we. Teenagers have always been able to find answers. 
the test is, and, and for me in some ways, the test of love in some ways, not that you don't love your kids if you don't do this, but just a test of love is that, are you willing to open the doors to yourself to give that knowledge to your child? Hey, listen, again, we throw the word around, child, kid. It means something different to everybody, but you can't have a kid at 16 and 17 and then when they turn 18 they can smoke they can drink they can go to war and all of a sudden they're grown up what happens from 17 to 18 to make all of that shit okay I go back to the, the theory of child development there is certain parts of our brain that grow at certain times in our life and, and we have to be aware of that and a lot of times in your teenage years, I feel, we never really consider the next move to many things. We consider the move we're making. But teenagers don't consider the next move. And that's what parents not only have to discuss that with them, talk about that with them, but also provide that safety net. So that if they miss it, they, they fall into it. But you got to stay engaged to do that. Yes, my sons had issues with me as teenagers. But I still have them. So I could give a shit about the issues they had with me. You know, years later, my kids will tell me, well, Dad, when you said that, you were right. I'm like, shit, I knew that. But you got to stick to your guns because... That gets them from there to here, in some instances. This is Benny Mardones. The song is Into the Night. And I must admit, when I heard this song growing up, I kind of wondered about it. Uh, song Facts tells me, though, that Benny wrote this song about a 16-year-old girl named Heidi who was living with him after their father passed away. Benny helped her and her family. Okay. Okay. I'm going back to what I'm talking about. Um, the fact that we want to f act like we can frame things as grown-ups into teachable moments and we don't look like a big old transparent piece of tape doing this, trying to tape over something that we want to just band-aid for the time period. It doesn't work. It comes back. I was 15 and 16. And I grew up as one of 12 offspring. And I, and I was working since I was 11. I wasn't grown up. I was a kid. I had a job. 14 and 15, I didn't feel like I was that much of a kid. Because I've been working all that time. Now, and I still mentally, yes, I still had a lot of development to do. But the world I was living in, the environment I was living in, I had some responsibilities. My mom allowed me to smoke weed in my house. Not because she liked weed, but because... I was experimenting with it. I liked it. And I guess she made the conscious decision that if you're here, not only can she see me, she can see what its effect it would have on me, and it wouldn't be somewhere else with people who wouldn't love me as much. I'm not saying that's the decision for every parent to make. I'm saying that's the decision my mom made for me. Even though you're young, 
There are certain things you develop in different ways at different times. And again, if we as parents stay engaged and have no fear of our children being themselves, then, then that's a learning thing for us. That's a teachable moment for us, okay? We can't package shit and give it to kids and think, okay, they'll carry that with them and it'll okay. We think about, we gave them Santa Claus, most of us, not me, but a lot of us gave our kids Santa Claus first. Yeah. You know, they have to process that. So, it's, it just, here's, here's, it bothers me that, firstly, what's your definition of a kid? Uh, to me, everybody's individual, but there is a general cutoff point where the difference between a kid and a teenager, it's a difference. They're not adults, but they're not kids either. So what do we do? What do we do? Well, here's what I want to do. I think if we have a conversation, if we have conversations about with children, teenagers, and grown-ups, where everybody can be expressive with very few filters, okay? In other words, no visuals. Get around a conference phone. Some group, a group here, a group there, a group here, a group there. Nobody needs to be seen. Because when you're seen, other things come into that. Other filters are involved. What they're wearing, what they look like. What, just be heard. Just talk to each other over speakers. From places away from each other. One filter. Just through your ear. 2017, this is Thomas Rhett. It's called 16. This is from the mind of a 16-year-old. A 16-year-old's point of view. He's got a curfew. But he's 16, he learns how to drive. So he sneaks in late. Hey, my kid snuck in late too. That's what a lot of teenagers do. Not all, but it's a common behavior. It was common in my home, but it's also common in my home for me to meet them at the door when they miss their curfew. Not that I'm looking for confrontation, but I'm looking for, I'm creating boundaries. I'm creating walls. What we all want growing up is if not direction, limitations. We want to know how far is too far. And if you don't tell us, if it's grown-ups, we don't tell them, we need to discuss it. They're going to push it until they get a conversation out of us. There are different kinds of cultures in our, in our society. But these kids passing around an N-word card in school is really not as much about culture as it is about class. A lot of us have conversations in our homes we don't have out in the streets. Most of us do. This is about class. Okay, rappers, we can sell the word nigger. And our, we got, our parents are, you know, it's okay for us to buy those records. But what kind of conversations are you having? Where every girl on your album is a bitch except for your grandma. Well, grandma used to be young too. They're real conversations. Let's just have them. Teachable moment. 
teaching us that what we've done hasn't worked. It hasn't worked. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you soon.